Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the worst idea of all time, pre-roll section. That's right. We did it, bitches. We figured out how to stitch two different audio files seamlessly into one. It's only been 19 months since we kicked this podcast off and we've figured out audio editing. You said it couldn't be done. You said they'll never figure it out. They're Kiwis. They're stupid. They're backwards. Their brains, they're misformed and malnourished. Well, check it out, bitches. We have the most nourished brains in the car right now. It's just the two of us. We're in a car. We're right? in the corner of Santa Monica and Western Avenue in Los Angeles, California. We've and I turned, believe I'm pronouncing that we've right. We've turned the air conditioning down to zero. It's a, it's ro- We're roasting in here. This <laughs> we is are positively melting yeah. into our seats. That's right. If you were to leave any form of human being in this car unattended for, I don't know, longer than 10 minutes, they would be a puddle. But we're not here to talk to you about the sensational Californian heat. We're here to talk to you about another sponsor. We got Woo! another sponsor. We're big deals now. Huge deals. And accordingly, we needed the sponsor to have the word big in their name. So we went around scrounging and we found a bloody beauty, an internet service provider in Auckland. Well, it's in New Zealand. And I found them in Auckland, though, by the name of Big Pipe. Big Pipe are wonderful. Now, if you're an American listener, you're probably taking a quick dip in the jealous sea right now, knowing you can't sign up with the good folks at Big Pipe. To yeah. which I say, boo ya sucks to you, suffer in your jocks, mate. You silly assholes have some sort of crazy monopoly system over here for your internet. In New Zealand, we get our pick of the litter, and my pick, 100%, is Big Pipe. That's right. If ISPs were puppies, Tim would be taking, he'd be breaking into houses and taking big little puppy Big Pipe every single time. I'm safe. I'm, uh, I'm connected to Big Pipe at my home. Well, do you, I think the reason that you would you would take this this uh, puppy from the litter, mm. Tim, is on account of the fact that you have no real obli- you're not beholden to this puppy. You've got no real obligations. I mean, it's up to you to enjoy it as much as possible. But guess what? You haven't signed a contract. You're just holding a loose puppy. What a stunning way to get into unique sales proposition offered. By Big Pipe. No contracts, no throttling, great online support. No throttling. They, they do not come around to you, they don't come around to your house and take you by the neck. Yep. And that is a pro, that's a big pipe promise. <laughs> that is a guarantee. Uh, you can use as much goddamn internet as you want and you can be with them for it just just go on them for a couple of months. Well, okay, here, here's an idea. Okay, mm-hmm. who are you with right now? Forget about them. Throw them out the window. All right, sign it with Big Pipe just for a month, just a little taster. All right, have a Dip nibble. It's bowl. like a free. You know when you go past Starbucks and they give you some free garbage whipped flavored cream. Just try it. They've You're got a great fast plan. It's only seventy nine dollars a month, which 
in American dollars, it's about three bucks. That's right. In so New Zealand dollars, jealous, that American. is still seventy nine. All right, the value yeah. of the New Zealand dollar relative to New Zealand is always the same. It's bloody good though. They're they're a great internet service provider. They cut costs everywhere by like removing stupid shit like call centers, and so also they, they, can they, make cut, they cut costs cheap. by hiring us previously to uh, make some web ads for them, which we will put. On the page for your viewing pleasure. You're going to love Big Pipe. We do too. And you can try them for a month free with the code Worst Idea when you sign up. Worst Idea. W-O-R-S-T-I-D-E-A. I I didn't need to spell that out. Spelt in the traditional manner. You're not a dum-dum. Now get on with your life and enjoy the episode, you dingus. Bigpipe.co.nz Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode number thirty. But watch number thirty-one. Uh, because of certain complicated contractual reasons, we can't release the episode we recorded yesterday for two weeks, which we did at LA Podfest. Hashtag Dequel Uniqua. Dequel. Yeah. Dequell. Like the former Cleveland Browns middle linebacker, Dequell Jackson. The man you can hear there (laughs) is Guy Montgomery. (laughs) That's right. Uh, The man who you heard talking before is Tim Batt, and we have a very special guest this week. Uh, Please welcome to the microphone, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Hello. It's me, Paul F. Tompkins. It is. From America and in America. The credits are (laughs) limitless, Uh, and I won't bore everyone with going through them. We did get the highlights there, though. You'll but, probably know him most recently from Bojack Horseman and his own sure. podcast or podcasts, of which there are several. Spontaneous Nation being it's been wh- it's been whittled down to right just up. the one now. <laughs> Anything else you want to plug right at the top before we get into this, Paul? Just uh, my love of cinema. Yeah, I love it. Who You've doesn't? Graciously accepted us into your home to do this viewing. It's my pleasure. I'm not even wearing shoes right now. You bought us dinner. What? <laughs> A guy. And then how did we reward you? We unleashed Sex in the City 2 for not the first time for you, but certainly not the first time for us. Now, I knew what I was in for. Mm. And I had, uh, I'm a listener of the podcast and I'm all caught up. And I had uh, uh, seen this movie close to the time when it first came out. It turns out I have seen all of Sex in the City, the series. And all of the movies. Hey. And I don't quite know how that happened, but my wife is a huge fan. And so uh, a lot of times she would be watching the show in reruns and I would realize, oh, I've seen this one. And then I realized, I, I think it was that when that show was on, I'd never had cable before. And so it was my first time having premium cable. And I just watched every show that was on HBO. Excellent. <laughs> Even shows I did not like. I watched them because it was HBO and I was paying for it. Yeah. And it was like, the quality's better. Even if it's a show I don't enjoy, the quality of it is better. There could have been stuff that you missed, which is very much the mantra of this uh, show exactly. as well. You know, you got to watch it a fair few times, get all those details in there in your brain. Did you guys discover new things? Today? Always. Yeah, constantly with every watch. With every watch. Look, look, I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. <laughs> You're not on trial here. <laughs> Which sounds like List Paul. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I'm just keen to get your thoughts because we have literally just finished the movie now. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? This movie is not so good. Mm. Now, uh, having having seen all of the series and all of the movies, a curious thing happened where 
in the first movie that they did, they sold out all of their characters. They like everything that was decent about them. They completely like Samantha had a boyfriend who nursed her through cancer. And then in the movie, she's like, I got to break up with this dude. And that's our friend Smith, the movie star. Are you really? Serious? Yes, yes, yes. And she. So the, yeah. the, the Kansas storyline was in the TV show. That was in the TV show. And then, and then the in the movie, movie she's yeah. like, I don't. Hey, you, you can't tie Samantha Jones down. <laughs> I got to break up with you, dude. And he's like, I understand that. And then she <laughs> fucks the mother. Like, she can't, she can't take it. She keeps, like, I, and my, forgive me, I, my recollections are hazy. And I'm sure someone remembers the movie better than I do. But she's, at some point, she's staying in some beach house or something. And there's a dude that is staying in the house next to her who is a super hot, uh, uh, you know, European, gen- generic European guy who is uh, showering naked on like the, the outdoor beach shower and she can't take it anymore. <laughs> and so she breaks up with her boyfriend who nursed her Oh, really? Cancer, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's so horrible, any, right? Any kind of character arc where she's finally learned how to love yeah. and develop like a uh, constant one-to-one human relationship. Yeah. They just strip it away for the movie. Yeah. To sell them tickets. It's really weird. It's really, really weird. And the idea that, that Carrie would end up with Big is kind of, that was kind of against the, like, it's one of those things where he was an on-again, off-again guy, and he was mysterious and charming and whatever, but the idea that she would end up with him, like, they're meant to be together, just always seemed to me, like, even as a guy who is not emotionally invested in the show, well, you like, say that. no, that's the wrong call. <laughs> But a lot Maybe of, I am. Maybe I am. A lot of people have said that is not the first time I've heard that. It's like at the very least she should have ended up with Aiden because Aiden's kind of indisputably a good dude. He's a bit of a yeah. goofball, but that's what makes him human. He's got some foibles. Yeah. He's a good guy. I forget what maybe it was Rose that you had on the show who had was familiar with the series or, or, and said that she'd had like a number of boyfriends who were like decent people and yeah. she ruined it every time. And it's like, she's kind of the villain of the show. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. She's the anti-hero and that's the <laughs> yeah. secret to it. She's the Tony Soprano of <laughs> sex in the city. But when you have like those flaws, you can get on board with it as well. As long as they try and, I don't, I well, don't if the idea a way is, to do this in this movie. Yeah. Know. If the idea is that you learn, you grow and, and, and that doesn't seem to happen in this, in this movie, what what really struck me was that, uh, and I don't think I picked up on it at the time, like she is just acting like an idiot. She's just an idiot through this whole movie. Mm. She's like a weird child, and it's like, and first, and 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 these women are like grown women. They're older now than they were in the series when they were adult women that were having these, you know, life experiences and everything. And it's like her behavior is unacceptable, and <laughs> no one is telling her that. No one is saying, like, what are you doing? You're not in high school. They've, Why are you acting this way? They've just sort of put themselves in this bubble. They've painted themselves into a corner where yeah. the four of them just hang out with each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, no, there are no consequences for our actions. Yeah, we, are, we do everything together, and we make all decisions together. <laughs> Somebody has a crisis, everyone and has to be there at the same drop time. Drop everything. And we are 45 <laughs> exactly. years old and willing to put every <laughs> aspect of our lives on hold because one of our gals has a tiny rich yeah. person problem. Yeah. And I can't speak to how they got along in the series, but it's very evident in this movie that they don't even like, like as the characters, the characters. don't even like hanging out with yes. each other anymore. And yet they insist on doing everything together, but they seem to regard each other like, you again? What do I have yeah. to, why do I have to be here with you? It seems to me like the characters are at the point, and it's painfully apparent on screen, that they're wretched, but no one else can stand them. So they just gravitate to the people who will stand them, which is each other. <laughs> like, they're so shit, they're on another level. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm heaping a lot of hate on, and this is something that I was afraid of, Paul, coming mm. in, is that I don't want uh, the fact that Guy and I have seen the movie 30 times before mm. to color your opinion of the film. Some people loved this movie. Sure. They're not in the majority, I, I think, but, you know. I, I, and I'll say this. I think it's possible to love a movie that you recognize is not a great movie. Yeah, I, probably everybody has one of those where it's like if you have a movie I love, if you, if you challenge me on it, I could say, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's garbage, yeah. but you, I still enjoy watching it very much. Have you got one off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, but I know I know for a fact. I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, like when I was a kid, I loved Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, right? It's really not that good a movie, but I, I, I would and I, I recognize that watching it later in life, like. This is not that good, actually. There's a lot of problems with it, but it's still very enjoyable for me to watch. It's like ice cream. It can be enjoyable without being good. Do you know what our friend the Cookie Monster said? What's that? Now, he, this guy, he loves cookies, right? He does. He's, he's a bit of a monster about them. <laughs> but even he had to admit eventually, cookies are a sometimes food. They're not an every time food. <laughs> and that's from a monster yeah. about cookies. Who's still managed... Against all odds to curb his cookie eating habits. Exactly. He's like, all right, I gotta I gotta I gotta lock this down. At some point. Do you have a movie that you recognize as being awful but you love? Uh no no. Um I like any just I blindly like any movie Hugh Grant is in. <laughs> just on, I did not expect that. Just on goodwill. He's really? a very watchable dude. Yeah. And very I'm, watchable. I'm pretty oh, I'm so sorry. I'm it's pretty okay. sure um a lot of those movies aren't that good, but like, Hugh, Hugh Grant, he seems okay. Do you know what's kind of a mean movie that I didn't realize at the time is Love Actually. There's, like, a lot of weird fat jokes for no reason. Sure. But Love Actually is very hard to not like as well. It's very watchable. Very but watchable. man, oh, man, that movie has some problems. Really? I haven't revisited yes. it for years. Well, the whole big romantic thing with Andrew Lincoln, the Walking Dead dude, when he, he makes the sign to show to his his friend this woman that he's in love yeah. with and she's just charmed by this <laughs> it's <laughs> terrifying uh, it's very so creepy it's yeah, extremely yeah. inappropriate and like what he <laughs> writes yeah, is yeah. like to me you are perfect i would never want anyone to say that to me like i know i'm not perfect yeah uh, you have a skewed idea of who i am as a human being and this is his big recovery after she finds out he, he's been filming her exclusively. Yes! Hired <laughs> as the right. wedding videographer. Yes. Yeah. Those That's insane. Even the, the cookie monster <laughs> eats cookies sometimes. Those aren't the moves he's... of like a with it dude who you want to spend your life with. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Quite, I wouldn't go so far as to say psychopathic, but unbalanced. I least. would go so far as to say psychopathic. <laughs> yeah, I think single minded. I'd be terrified of that guy. Do you have a bad? Do you have one? That you Van Wilder. Oh yeah, you love Van Wilder. Van Wilder party liaison, and I can't explain it. I think top, it just it just came right top of mind. There's, Van Wilder. There's something about Ryan Reynolds which is uh, I, he's a regular Hugh Grant. Every <laughs> kind of is in spite of everything that's thrown at him in that movie, which is not a superb cast, far from a good script. Not really good at anything. He still finds a way to shine with that you, Canadian charisma. Tim made Can't his, wait for Deadpool. Tim made is what I'm his saying. senior English class study that as like an academic text. What? Oh, yeah, in my MediaWorks class. The, How did you arrange that? How teacher, did you make people do that? The teacher took, took a shine to me and he said, uh, Tim, whatever you, movie you pick, we're going to study for the final exams. And I went, Who? Van Wilder, <laughs> Derek. 
And he said, okay, I've never seen it, but it sounds good. And then we watched it, and then the school got a letter from the government department that uh, grades everyone saying, hey, uh, got a lot of essays about dog semen-filled cream rolls this year. Maybe don't do that again. So, so you know, that's want to happen when you put a student in charge of a uh, media studies class. Every yeah, that was, a, that was a bold call on the part of that, <laughs> part of that I teacher. Think, I think we can safely say that this movie doesn't sit in the same canon as any of those films. Though. This is like... No. This is just, it's an affront from, from top to bottom, <laughs> yeah. side to side. I, and, and, you know, having listened to the podcast, I, you, I could tell you guys, obviously you guys were struggling with this in a way that you weren't with grownups too. And then um, I really felt it tonight. Like, I get it. I yeah. get it. Oh, that's very sweet. This is, well, if it, if it makes it's you feel better at all, it makes you feel less alone. But it's, it's um, the, the, the running time of this movie is in no way justified. <laughs> in no way. Like, there is an hour to be cut out of this movie. Easily. And they just keep doing the same, they keep resetting the same ideas again and again and again. It's like, we we get it. You don't have to do it again. <laughs> like, I get I get what she's upset about. I get what she's upset about. And it's I get it all. Every level, there could be some pretty uh, harsh cutting to the film because one bit that really stuck out to me this time is Fairly early on where they're going to the premiere of Smith Garrett's movie mm. and uh, Carrie's at home trying to convince Big to go even though he's had a big day at work because the market fell 100 points That's right. or whatever. And they show the sequence of her pouring the scotch for him mm -hmm. and you see everything in real time. Every so you see her single step. walk to the bar, yeah. open the bottle, pour the bottle into a <laughs> glass, right. put the lid literally That's back right. on the decanter and walk back with the glass. Like, we don't need... Go to film class, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see every single bit of it. Yeah. We get it. I, I tell you what, you have control over this fake apartment that you've built. Uh, move that drinks cart closer to where he is. <laughs> put it where he sits. Yeah. Put it, <laughs> put it right there. Anyway. It would make, I wouldn't question it. Oh, well, why uh, wouldn't he want it there if that's where he sits? Michael Patrick King sort of the the execs told him we need two hours and thirty minutes of movie. I don't care how much pot you've got. That's how long it's gonna be. What other explanation and could he, there be? He runs along and dumps the problem on the set dress. He's like, all the rooms, I need everything as far away from everything else as possible. I want an extra ten seconds in every goddamn scene of this movie. Tell you what, though, Paul, there were some genuine uh, a couple of little chuckles from you, and I don't think for the right reasons. But perhaps along the film, perhaps not. This film kicked the shit out of me so bad. I'm trying to remember where the really early ones were at the f at the front of the film. There was some weird, there was some weird uh, visual takes that people had. There were some weird reactions that people had to lines that that caught me off guard. Um, it, it that that whole wedding at the beginning seems like a million years ago. <laughs> it's like a world away. <laughs> It really does. This movie really does feel like you watched a double feature, like yes. you watched two completely separate movies. Yeah, that whole wedding sequence. Even they have hard time, a hard time justifying things like, "Oh, these two guys are getting married." Oh, I thought they hated each other. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they totally did. Yeah. And now we will disregard it and not return yeah. to them at all. That's right. Off screen, between movies, they have completely fallen in love and they're getting married now. I think it's possible, much like the Wachowskis' approach to making the second two Matrix movies, this was intended to be Sex and the City 2 and 3, and then they just decided to release it at the same time. Throwing it out there. I don't know. Well, I now, haven't heard anything. But, uh, but the, the Matrix movies, there were, there were three of them. Were there supposed to be four of them? There were supposed to be two. 
Right. Is, is my understanding. Oh, I see. So the so studio sp- said to, to the Wachowskis, it's a trilogy. And they said, nope, it's two movies. And they said, nope, it's a trilogy. And then the Wachowski said, okay, watch this. And it was the worst sequels anyone's ever seen <laughs> to such a great initial film. Are, are you saying the Wachowskis made those movies terrible on purpose? Um, not necessarily. And every but subsequent movie. <laughs> to, to, hey, they're still mad at that one studio? was great. How dare you? But they, I feel like they kind of overreached a little bit. This so this could have been a Kill Bill situation where it should have been split into two movies. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. But the way we're talking about it now is warranting the film existing in the first place. <laughs> I I get, I get that it's a, a property that people enjoy, and yeah. I get that the first movie was very successful, and I get that you want to visit with your pals again and all that. But I I it, it would surprise me. It surprises me anytime I hear people who were fans of the show that enjoyed this movie because the first one I get the excitement of it's the reunion. Here's our pals again and everything, despite the way they treat the characters. There's an extended, there's an extended shit joke in the first one where Charlotte is addicted to this yogurt. She keeps eating this yogurt and then it gives her this horrible explosive diarrhea. Like she shits her (laughs) pants in front of her friends and they all laugh at her. Really? Yes. (laughs) Charlotte yeah. York shits her pants in the first movie. Yes, she does. And there's yeah. like a big gag of it's the a, first It's film. a big, hilarious <laughs> t- t- <laughs> set did, piece of the you know, film. I thought that was a bit much in Bridesmaids. Like, I love that movie. <laughs> right. But when she takes the dump in the no, middle of the street in the bridal is, dress, I was like, yeah, a little much for me. Inarguably, that is hilarious. A bit much for me. <laughs> and but frankly, in the city, the movie? Charlotte doing it in the first movie sounds funny to me <laughs> Also, but it's like they hate the character. It's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Like, do we like her or not? Are we glad this is happening to her? It's really strange because the other characters are treating it like, ha ha, you had this coming to you. Like, she hates a fucking (laughs) bitch. But look, we're not here to talk about Sex in the City one. That's true. (laughs) Well, let me relate it back. So the first movie seems like it was a lovely rap on the property. Yes. It's like, one more fun. time, everyone. Yeah. We're going to wrap this little yeah. thing up, put a bow on it. Because also, my understanding of the ending of it is it's sort of like, and they lived hap- that's the and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you never write, and now we're going to tell you how. That's why this second one, <laughs> it seems so cynical, because mm-hmm. you just see the money everyone's making at every point along the way, which surprised me why it's so long. Yeah. Because you would think you'd just be like, cool, 90 minutes, let's bang it out, people, let's get it done. It really is. It really does feel like this is. I think it's always the uh, the the trouble you face with a known property and uh, the trying to split the difference between doing it for the fans who know these people intimately and like well, there's people that are going to be visiting this world for the first time or whatever. And I feel like my feeling is you always should err on the side of. Let's remember there's going to be people that have no idea who these people are. I don't know. With a second movie, I guess you earn the right to just make it directly for the fans. But knowing you have a built-in audience, but still, still. it but was you just have to like, do something with it as well. Yes. You can't just release a plane trip. Yeah. And it's I, two and a half hours long. And the, and the, the writing in this, it's so crazily... I don't know that it's lazy. It's it seems poorly conceived more than I mean, anything. I mean, well, you know, you, you know the story of how it got written, though, right? Yeah. Well, Michael Patrick King, yeah, was thrown into a hole That's with right yeah, yeah, with 
was it brandy and cigars? All manner of whiskey and cigars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. So a man under duress. Yeah, I mean, and accordingly, some some it's for, some of it's, for, it's forgivable. And every once in a while, they just yell down the hole, "More puns!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of which he wasn't great when he started, and they steadily decrease in quality as the film proceeds. Man, the puns in this movie, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> like, there's some. It's beyond just groaners like, oh, oh whatever. You weren't a fan of interfrenching? That's the worst. That's the absolute worst. <laughs> midwife the, crisis? The midwife. Midwife crisis doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it doesn't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Doesn't make any sense. Because it, <laughs> yeah, the midwife is... Yeah, if there were a midwife character in the movie, I would grant you midwife prices. <laughs> oh, whoa, you mean like midwifery? Yeah. That never occurred to me. Yeah. I've never that's, put that That's together. the only way it would make sense because... Yeah. Okay, midlife crisis. I know what that is. She's a wife and she's having a hard time. Okay, I get that. Those two things still, they, that doesn't translate to a joke. It doesn't make sense. How right you are. It is really, times. it's the bare minimum of wordplay. Like, these things kind of sound like each other. Throw it in there. We're getting pretty down in the dumps here. I want to ask you, my sweet prince, my <laughs> angel. Yeah. And I tell you what, you haven't given me a kiss this episode. And I'm, I'm joined in for one. Give you a little here. kiss. Yeah. Oh. I got to see it in person. One across the room. A kiss is always a gift. <laughs> My shining light. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Um, Ooh, shining light time. There was a... <laughs> I made some notes. A um, One of the extras in the karaoke bar, uh, he looks a lot like former Canterbury rugby great Con Barrel, who was a, a prop. And I saw him. I saw it once and I thought... That who looks like this? Sorry. Just... Uh, which extra, which he's thing? sitting when the girls are walking up to sing <laughs> I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. There's a table of three guys. And they walk past them. And I was looking at this one guy. Like, that looks kind of like Con Barrel. He's not like he's not a particularly well-known former rugby player. Did he play at the national level? Or I think he, he might have got a few caps player. for the All Blacks. But he was he was a stalwart of the of the Canterbury type five. And uh, 
I was like, that looks a bit like combat. I was like, maybe that'll be my showing. And then I thought, no, that's it's not enough. But then he's in frame when they walk away from the stage as well. And I'm like, that really does look a lot like Con Barrel. Did that um, lend credibility to the fact that maybe it was and that's why they needed to keep him on screen a little longer? Well, I'd or imagine he's probably at the hotel in some sort of coaching capacity for the Rugby World Cup trials. Of course. Sure, that of makes course. sense. Not a smart guy. He's He's been ironically conned. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how he's mixed up in the whole thing. But yeah, anyway, uh, to see Con Barrel doing so well for himself <laughs> post-rugby, was a joy. That's one of the best shining lights I've heard from you in quite a while. Well, it was a bleak watch, but that really that really did. Are you going to research it? Or are you going to find out if it it's truly absolutely was not Con Barrel? <laughs> <laughs> but, want... but it was enough. The thought that he would be doing so <laughs> yeah. well. I want some career averages from that man though in the next episode. That'd be good, Paul. Yes. Enlighten me with your shiningness. There's there were a few contenders. Oh, uh, I did like that. Um, at the at the wedding in the beginning, when they had the microphones to do the vows, there was no feedback on the microphones because a pet peeve of mine is it seems impossible to see a microphone in a movie without there being even a second of feedback. It's like the sound guys are like, how are they going to know that they're talking through a microphone? I better put some feedback in there. Right. So I was like, admirable restraint. I, I, there... So if I can just hit pause for one second. Yeah. Your first shining light, the first thing that was your favorite bit of the movie is yeah. something that was not in the movie. Yes, exactly. In the okay. absence of something. Shades of you enjoying when there were no airplanes and growing up. So, <laughs> yeah. um, the little baby, Charlotte's uh, youngest baby. Rosa. Uh, Rosa. Rose. She uh, reminded Don't, me of, I thought she looked, fancy that. she kind of looked like Kristen Shaw. Ah. So that was, that was, I, that was a pleasant association <laughs> for me. <laughs> But I think shades uh, of Con Barrel. There, I th- <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. She's like a little miniature baby, Kristen Shaw. But I think my absolute shining light was when they were on the plane, and um, somebody s- says something kind of risque. There's some little dirty joke when they're Is at the it bar. When on the Samantha phone. says, "I've had four people in my bed." Yes, and the bartender does a a physical take with a glass, like bangs a glass because she's kind of flustered, but totally deadpan. And it was very, very well done. I was like, "Good for you, little yeah, lady." That was a that, great take. That's gotten laughs out of out of me, and yeah. I imagine Tim. She does multiple, it perfect multiple times it's, before. She does it perfectly. I tell you what, week to week, uh, that lady's turning in one of the strongest performances <laughs> in the film. But also, what you've brought up in the past is the attention to sound design in that moment, because there is a very beautiful, crisp little chink of the glass, mm-hmm. as in a little, almost like a gong. Oh, it's a, like, a I tell you what, line. it's like. It's like when the first when you're playing hearts on the computer on your old Microsoft and the first heart is played and there's that um, breaking of glass sort of sound. Oh. Indicating that the game is afoot. Yeah. Well, someone's <laughs> going to be shooting the moon. All the cards fans out there. You can take that one all the way to the bank. Tim, may I ask? I, I know I'm the guest here. And forgive me if this is rude. Not at all. <laughs> what is your shining light this time? I love a man who takes charge and Paul F. Tompkins... <laughs> You are no exception. My shining light this week is, I was just trying to reference which, I'm looking at my notes at the moment to make sure I've got the scene right. Um, Oh, that's right. Okay, so it's when they're in, (laughs) it doesn't matter anyway, it's when they're (laughs) in Abu Dhabi and uh, Samantha has just got off the phone with Bay Doon, who is the head guy in charge of the, he's like the clerk. He's great, by the way. He's very good. That guy's really good. There's weird, there's weird (laughs) moments where there's some people that are acting in this movie in these small roles are like, that's great. That, that person excellent. seems like a real person. Very small. Yeah. Like he, he's, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? 
natural. natural. Like the sheik at the beginning who convinces her to come over to, uh, like that guy is great. He's he's good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, he's made some but good compare, choices. Compared to what everybody else is doing. Yeah, but like compared to Baydoun. Oh, Baydoun. Baydoun's in a league of his own. Of course he is. Like get that man to the globe. He's the Baydoun standard. He is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> Baydoun is phoning down the room charge because they've just been cancelled all of their mm. free accommodation. And in that scene, Samantha is wearing a belt buckle, which looks to me a lot like it has been wrapped in Duracell, which is something you put over the top of your books. And I don't know what the brand name is in, New Ze- in uh, America, but in New Zealand, it's Duracell uh, that you put to protect your exercise books when you go to okay. primary school, which is... We uh, would do, a lot of times we would do, um, they would sell book covers yeah. that you just fold and put on there. And they would have like all the presidents on them or something yeah. like that. Okay. Or we would just cut up a brown paper bag. What's the wrap though that you put over like the plastic adhesive? Like- I know what you mean, but I think that came along. Look, I'm I'm a good deal older than you guys. And maybe that was yeah. a, that was you, an were, you come from the time. brown paper bag over a book. <laughs> that's, that's right. That, just, that did make it sound like I was, I was alive just, during the depression. Why not just put the book in the bag and carry them around like that? <laughs> that's what the bag for. Because <laughs> What we used to do is uh, 22 miles in the no, snow uphill yeah. barefoot both ways. <laughs> and we'd spit on our books to protect yeah. them. Mr. and Mrs. Tompkins coming in here covering all your books and papers. That's right, Paul. You're doing great. I remember for lunch, we used to put a rock in a <laughs> pot of boiling water. Soften it up. <laughs> That's right. The belt buckle has shades of that specifically reflective Duracell material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took me back to my childhood for a brief moment. I wasn't watching the movie anymore, and Isn't I relished funny? the escapism. All of our shining lights involved us not being involved with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> funny that. <laughs> now, Paul, every time that we get a special guest on, yes, um, we like to do a little segment where you pitch the movie to Guy and myself, Absolutely. who are my movie financiers. We are very wealthy movie makers. Absolutely. But... We're also tasteful. Certainly. We don't, we don't just throw our money around willy-nilly. Certainly. So um, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll appreciate that our time is precious. No, of course. So wel- I, welcome. Thank you very much for seeing me. And uh, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time, gentlemen. Appreciate that. Uh, and I don't think I need to because I think what I have is a surefire money-making box office smash. I'm all ears. Are you familiar with the TV show Sex and the City? Yes. My Are girlfriend you made me watch it a lot. Right? That's what girlfriends do. They <laughs> love it. You're telling us. Now, are you familiar with the movie Sex in the City? Now, that I know is out there. I have not seen. It's based on the television show, and it's very similar to it in a lot of ways. What if I told you yep. their stories are not I would call you a filthy fucking liar, and I would order you out of my office immediately. And you'd be right to do so, except I have the proof right here. Remember those two gay guys on the show? Oh, sure. Uh, Anthony and, uh, and the other one. The other, yeah, the, the, Stanford. St- yeah, and Stanford. Remember how they hated each other? Well, yeah. They really didn't, they really didn't care for each other, those guys. What if I this- cannot imagine... <laughs> Anything enabling them to bury the hatchet. They, re- I mean, those guys were at each other's necks. Yeah, they couldn't stand each other. Yeah. We open on their wedding. What? what? Yeah, we're turning the Sex in the City world on its ear. Everything is different now. Well, n- now, 
uh, I appreciate your excitement. Your eyes are as wide as saucers. Yeah, they're as wide as saucers are. Yeah. The, uh, the thing is, we've got a lot of fans of the show and the, and the movie, and it, it doesn't, for us, I think, make a lot of sense to just tear, the into, you know, to tear up all the goodwill we've built. So Here, you're shaking your head. Can I say this? And, and I say this with all due respect. Audiences, they're dumb. <laughs> you got to stay a couple steps ahead of them and tell them what it is they want to see. When people were watching Sex in the City, they weren't thinking, oh, I want to see them go to the desert and preach about oppressive regimes. <laughs> well, guess what? Yeah, I definitely know the audience weren't asking for that. <laughs> they were not asking for that. They don't know. It's like for, for Christmas, uh, you get a present. Uh, uh, maybe you're asking for one thing. I want the same thing I like. Uh, year after year, spaghetti. I, I like want always. My, yeah, I want spaghetti for Christmas. Give me spaghetti for Christmas. Please. Then one year you get pajamas. <laughs> you weren't expecting what? that. That's not Christmas. <laughs> but it's what you need. And what we need is to see these women go over, try to impose their views and morals on a foreign culture. All right, I'm gonna need it. So far, I've got bizarro sex in the city one. Give me more. They're in the, the desert. The, they're wearing pajamas, presumably, for a lot of There's the film. spaghetti involved. I feel as if uh, I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned pajamas in the Christmas analogy because I feel as if you're maybe taking it literally. I did not what? mean to suggest that. You really, you've really got me here on this pajama hook. So, okay. Um, I, I, I will say this. There are scenes where they'll be wearing pajamas, for sure. Okay. Oh that well, will happen. That is a, a very heavy compromise. So. <laughs> now, spaghetti? Where are we on uh, the spaghetti? How do you feel about Asian noodles? Very similar to spaghetti in the same neighborhood, but unexpected. I'll do it. Good news. I can guarantee Sobu Noodles will be a sponsor that is ridiculed in the film. So we have it both ways. First, we have a beauty shot where we get a close-up of the bag, but then also uh, our main character says... I don't want to eat that. Let's go out and eat. You know, I, I really like that. In the industry, we call that having our noodles and eating them too. There we go. You, you guys understand me. I think we're on the same wavelength. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what are you foreseeing as a, I mean, a duration? And I know it's a little earlier to start uh, spitballing about these sorts of things, but how long do you anticipate a movie like this taking? Maybe 90 minutes is the average for something like this? Now, an average episode of the TV show Sex in the City was 22 minutes. The running time of the first film, probably in the neighborhood of 90 minutes. Do you see how it keeps getting longer each time? Uh, you, yeah, once. Yeah, I, I mean, a movie funny. and a television show are two completely different. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and one movie and another movie are also completely different things. Oh. So, and this is another movie. It's not the first movie. <laughs> so it stands to reason this one should be longer than the first one. 95 minutes, 96 minutes. <laughs> For starters. <laughs> it's an on-track. Why don't you throw another 60 minutes on top of that? <laughs> no, excuse me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask you to leave on that. That is, that is outrageous. I mean, what could possibly you've, justify you've come in here that kind of a length? No plot. You've said we're changing no the plot. Game. No plot, sir. I've heard a bit of plot. I've heard a little bit. You'll have to excuse my comrade. He's Did you forget about the pajamas? <laughs> no one's forgetting about the pajamas. <laughs> but, I mean, while well, I would like to see them in their pajamas. And you uh, will. Do, uh, you know, they've got to be doing so. What, what do we have here? Just w woman in pajamas eating noodles and with new personalities. 
here's what they're doing. They're being fabulous about gay weddings in the beginning. Like, you know how Carrie married Mr. Big? Mm. And then uh, he starts the movie by saying the phrase gay wedding over and over and over again to the point where you think he's a despicable bigot. And why is our hero married to him? This seems uncomfortable and I don't like it. Ah, it's all worth it for the smallest of jokes that is to follow almost immediately after. At, like once you're at the point where you're, you're disliking big for um, constantly pointing out that they're gay, 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 then we have a joke where Carrie agrees, yes, they are indeed gay. This is all pretty gay. Well, it sounds like we're going to be treading a fine line here. And uh, I like to live on the edge. Look, I wasn't sold on the two-and-a-half-hour runtime earlier, but you've, you've really got, got this across the line. Okay, I've got one of you on board. Now, I feel like you're still on the fence. I am. Charlotte. Remember Charlotte? Oh, yeah, yeah, Sh Sh Charlotte. All she wanted to do was be a wife and a mother in this movie. She hates both those things. <laughs> she is easily swayed by one of her good friends into thinking that her husband, whom we barely see, don't worry about it, he's going to cheat on her at any moment with their gorgeous, non-bra-wearing nanny. <laughs> We've got a lot of elements. We've got a lot of moving parts now. I'm interested. Exactly, exactly. Hey, how about uh, 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 Miranda, right? Great character. Uh, she had a great arc on the show and, and uh, a lot to do in the, in the first movie. In this movie, she's basically going to just recite things she read in, in, in a travel book. Well, you know we're both huge Pokemon fans, uh, so this sits very well. Did I'm you getting, say you're Pokemon fans? Well, I'm getting shades of Professor Oak, if I'm being honest. Oh, can I tell you something? <laughs> I'm basing her entire character plot line. How many millions do you want? Because at this point, you've got me over a barrel and let me just sign the check with my budget. My checks. only concern is that two and a half hours isn't long enough to explore all of these exciting avenues of entertainment you are laying down. Here's what I can promise you, and I, and I give you my word as a filmmaker, because I take very seriously uh, this business and the, the, the money that you're entrusting to me to make what I would say passes for art. This movie will be two and a half hours long, but it will feel ten times longer. <laughs> Done. Shake my hand, young man. Oh, I think I speak for We've got ourselves a deal. This is a proud day. This is a proud day. We're going to write out a blank check here. Mm. <laughs> you just put in there whatever that you <laughs> yeah. feel is appropriate to get this across the line. It's all yours. <laughs> and thus concludes the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> very well, very well sold. I hope that's how it went as well. Um, oh, my God. Oh. Mm. Well, I wonder what the, the, the vetting process was for this film, if any, you know? In terms of people involved or the writing? Yeah, or... because, you know, to, to make a movie, to make any kind of thing where money is at stake in show business, it goes through so many people. Yeah. So many people have to sign off on this, that, and the other thing that how many people... What was the original script like? Is this, you know what I yeah, mean? We're going we're gonna to need to punch that up a little. Oh, my God. Like, how how massive must that screenplay have well, been? It, the first script that Michael Patrick King submitted was just drawings. Crayon. <laughs> crayon. They take up a lot of page. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like with something that has the strength of sex in the city and the weight of Sarah Jessica Parker as the executive producer on, right. that script just... No one's reading that. Yeah. Until it comes to shooting, and then you can tell. That's why everyone's kind of a little yeah. reserved with their acting, except for Baidoon. Everyone's like, whoa, 
Jesus, I didn't read this. this Hold on uh, a second. Would I be in trouble here? Well, not everyone is reserved with their acting. There are scenes in this movie where Sarah Jessica Parker, it is like, you know those, you know those toys where you, you push the base in and then the thing flops around yes. and then you release and it springs back up. Like yeah. she, the shit that she's doing with her body, it's insane. Like, hey, calm down. <laughs> Just say the words. But she's got money. She's got skin in the game. Of the course. Other girls with this. She's if, got points. That's what it feels like. It yeah. feels like I got to really sell the exactly. shit out of this. I'm carrying this. Oh, my if God. Excuse the pun. Her and uh, and Kim Cattrall are like going insane. Yeah. There's the, the the scene where Kim Cattrall is is being held um, after she kisses uh, Dick Spurt on the beach. Mm. And then she's sitting there. And she's getting so upset. It's like uh, she becomes like a silent movie actress where it's so crazily over the top. And her gestures like she might as well be holding the back of her hand to her forehead and clutching I a handkerchief. It's, that's all just in subtitles. Oh, now may I say as an American, my your first American guest on this season? I believe possibly ever. Yeah. When Ricard Spurt says to Samantha... After she finds out his name is Richard, and she instantly says, so your name is Dick Spurt. And he says, could you be any more American? I take that personally. Really? <laughs> I'm personally insulted. <laughs> because it's like, hey, that's not every American would have said that. Do you know what I mean? I get If you. this guy had said, my name is Ricard Spurt, I wouldn't have said, oh, Dick Spurt. <laughs> okay, so let me counter that just briefly. Sure. They've spent almost an entire film lampooning and belittling the Middle East. Yes. I think you've got to chuck a few other cultures under the grinder just to kind of even the score a little bit. I guess that you know makes what some I mean? sense. It's kind of, if you offend everyone, it, it kind of takes the heat off of it a little bit. It takes <laughs> sure. the sting Equal out. opportunity offender, I guess. <laughs> sure. You. You, you see the vibe I'm on. <laughs> I, my, this brings me to my favorite. This was the one scene that I remembered from the mm. movie the first time I saw it. When the gals are escaping... The uh, conservative uh, Arab men uh, who are going to have them their heads chopped off or whatever or for whatever. for waving condoms around, um, and the uh, they're saved by the women in the burkas, who then reveal that they're wearing like the fall fashion line under their burkas, which that's there's been so much talk about how hot it is there <laughs> that they're wearing Ridiculous. essentially two sets of clothes. <laughs> yeah. But they 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 take this shit off. They take the burkas off, and they realize, and they re- reveal they have these ridiculous outfits on underneath. And it's there's no sense of irony about a different kind of cultural enslavement. Yes. No one. How in this movie is there no? There's like completely tone deaf of like how is this better? That's Paul not better. Paul get and that and this. It's Man, ridiculous. So this is a movie that came out in 2010. So, like, this is post-Iraq and Afghanistan invasion. Yeah. Stuff's happening in the world when yes. this movie is released. It's not released into a vacuum. Things have not there gone is, well. There is context, and things, as you rightly say, have not gone well. Yes. And and just the fuck you of what it has occurred in the film, the, yeah. the metaphor of, oh, thank God, you're not really Muslim. It turns out you are the consumerist pig dog Americans that we are as well, underneath it all. Consumers, but also oh. you're you're just as much of a victim of a different kind of exploitation of women and this thing. And it's like, look, I, I, I like clothes and, and clothes are fun and fashion is ridiculous and everything like that. 
but there is it struck me as very weird that it's like I'm gonna put myself in uncomfortable clothes. Yeah, for no gain as well because they yeah. didn't anticipate running into these women and yeah. getting their kid off halfway so through yeah. the day. So they're just walking around like that. <laughs> exactly. They're walking around like that wearing two sets of clothes. Sweating their asses. Yeah. Off for exactly. no reason. Oh man. They keep it together very well though. <laughs> Just they really did. They look <laughs> cool as a bunch of cucumbers. Great stuff there from us and Paul F. Tompkins as well. We were doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's a that's a good Paul point. If you can hear this, why don't you do some push-ups or something? Just work on those those arms, those tries, those buys, all of the muscles. By the way, we're back in the car now, and uh, we're just here to inform you that that was the first of the two-parter for PFT, and in all seriousness, good God, what a gentleman, what a guy, what an absolute delight to be hanging out with. Uh, Shout out to Big Pipe again, remember the offer, bigpipe.co.nz, when you sign up, you can get a month free with the code, worst idea, no contracts, no throttling of your speed, $79 a month. Or your neck, I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, broadband not available everywhere. Bring your own modem because they're not going to give you one because that's part of the cost savings because you're not a dum-dum. You know how to get good into That's right. Chat. And for all you Americans frantically trying to redeem this coupon online, stop doing it. <laughs> you're not getting our fabulous internet. We'll be back. Uh, the second part of this episode will be up very soon and you're going to love it. So catch you soon, ding-dongs. A lot of D words in there. Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.